you've actually been be preparing for this day of confirmation since the day of your baptism many years ago. So first I must ask, raise your hand, how many of you have been baptized, you confirmation students? Yes, every hand must be raised because in order to be confirmed, you first must be baptized, a baptized Christian, a baptized Catholic. Because that is when you entered into your very special relationship with Almighty God. You know, when you are born, you have a physical relationship with your family, your parents, brothers and sisters, aunts, uncles, grandparents. And at baptism, when the water is poured over you and the words are pronounced, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, you are then adopted into another family, a second family, and that's your spiritual family, which is the church. And in that family of the church, of course, you have many, many brothers and sisters the whole body of the Catholic Church throughout the whole world. So we can truly say you have about 1,300,000,000 brothers and sisters in the spiritual family of the church. And we can also say that all of you are adopted children, adopted sons, adopted daughters into God's family of the church. And that's what, that's what, that is when began your spiritual walk with the Lord coming to know Christ and love Him as you matured according to your ability to understand at each age. And so today at Confirmation, all that began there at your baptism, now the Holy Spirit comes to anoint and to consecrate and put His seal on that relationship that you have with Almighty God from the day of your baptism. The Holy Spirit comes to make that covenant that you have with God stronger and more, more powerful by His anointing in this sacrament. And you know, all of us, as we continue in life, we need that strengthening. We need that anointing of our faith that the Holy Spirit gives so that we're able to keep strong in the practice of our faith, that we're able to continue to grow in our love for Christ. A covenant that you have with God, a covenant. You know, we can draw an example from everyday spiritual life to consider what a covenant is that you have with God because consider the covenant of holy matrimony. A covenant is where a man and woman share their lives completely with each other with the blessing of the church. And they become one sharing their lives completely with one another. That's a covenant. And so also you and each one of us through our baptism, you are living a covenant you have with Almighty God where God is sharing His life with you and you are following Him and walking with God. And the two of you have become one, God and you. He's living in your soul and you are living in Him. And that covenant covenant relationship is what today is going to be anointed and sealed and strengthened. So the Holy Spirit comes, and uh, although we don't see Him face to face, because we don't see God face to face until we get to heaven, if your heart is open to the Spirit, 
and you're allowing the Holy Spirit of Christ to work in you, we will see he's present by what he has produced, the effects he produces in your lives. So that if you're with, so if you are living, for instance, the fruits of the Spirit, if he's producing these fruits in your lives, for instance, patience, love, joy, peace, goodness, forgiveness, kindness, chastity, self-control. If you're practicing those, those fruits of the Spirit will be able to then reason back and say, yes, the Spirit is present. And this confirmed Catholic is allowing the Holy Spirit to work in his or her soul because we see what the Spirit is producing, holiness in your lives, to become holy just as God is holy. That's the, the job of the Holy Spirit, in fact, is to make you more like Christ according to the special talents that, you, that he's been given, that he has given to you, according to the special gifts, and each one has different gifts, but using those gifts in holiness to serve God and to serve one another. Holy Spirit transforms you to make you more and more like Jesus Christ. You want to be a representative of Christ here in this world and a faithful, effective representative of Christ in this world. Let me give you just a few examples before we continue to um, celebrate the sacrament of saints who have really allowed the Holy Spirit to work in their lives and think you are receiving the exact same Holy Spirit that they received. And you are made of the exact same flesh and bone that those saints are made of. So if they can respond in an extraordinary way to the Holy Spirit, why not you? Think of Maximilian Kolbe, the Franciscan friar who in that Nazi concentration camp gave his life to stand in the place of another man who was scheduled for execution. Where did that extraordinary act of generosity come from on his part? But from the Holy Spirit helping him to go beyond what we think is humanly possible, to offer his life in love, out of love for Christ, to offer his life in love to another person. Because he said to the guards, you know, let this man go free. He has a family. He has a wife and children, people who are dependent upon him. I don't have a family dependent upon me. I will stand in his place. And sure enough, Maximilian Kolbe was murdered. He was put to death. He did give his life. And the Holy Spirit inspired him in love to offer his life. And I think also of another saint going back further in history of St. Francis of Assisi. It was a very, it was a time of much materialism in the 1200s in Italy. And Francis had a very promising, lucrative life for himself entering into his father's merchant business, and he gave it all up. In fact, he didn't have anything to wear except one tunic on his back, and he even had to beg each day from the townspeople the food that he was going to eat that day. Devoting himself to a life of poverty in imitation of Jesus, 
out of love for Christ, to show the people of Assisi there's something more than material goods, there's spiritual goods that are more important that we have to be following. But where did he receive that ability to be so generous with his life and so trusting in God to provide for him? The Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit makes it possible for us to do extraordinary acts of kindness, extraordinary acts of love and service to others, even going beyond what we think might be humanly possible. Holy Spirit can do it. Holy Spirit can do it in your life, too. If you say, yes, Holy Spirit, challenge me to do more. Challenge me to follow Jesus faithfully and to be extraordinary in my love for others. And one final example, the Blessed Mother. There she is standing at the foot of the cross on Calvary as her son is being tortured to death on the cross. Now, a mother's love is very strong, but there was something also more at work there in her to stand the pure, immaculate, sinless, holy, innocent, virgin mother of God on that hill of anguish, hatred, anger, violence, vileness, as Jesus, her son, was being crucified. What gave her that ability to stand there in the midst of all of that ugliness that was around her? The Holy Spirit. Extraordinary act of love for her son, for Christ, for God, and therefore for her son. So these are just a few examples, and all of the saints did it in one way or other, putting that love for God into uh, practice in an extraordinary way. So once again, you're made of the same flesh and blood as those saints are, and you can do it. You are capable of it. Just say, yes, Holy Spirit, show me how I may be special in my service of Christ, my love for Christ, and giving myself in generosity to my brothers and sisters in service. Now, I would like for you uh, confirmation students, to please, to stand in your place. So when you were baptized and you began to live your covenant with Almighty God, on that occasion, your parents and your godparents made the profession of faith for you. And today, though, you are old enough to speak for yourselves, and so I'll ask you to renew those promises of your baptism by responding, I do, to each of these five questions that I'm about to ask you. And as a sign that you are ready to take on this responsibility of confirmation, I ask that you respond with a, a strong and a loud I do to each of these five questions. Confirmation students, do you renounce Satan and all his works and empty promises? Do you believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was born of the Virgin Mary, suffered death and was buried, rose again from the dead, 
and is seated at the right hand of the Father? Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who today, through the sacrament of confirmation, is given to you in a special way, just as he was given to the apostles on the day of Pentecost? Do you believe in the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting? This is our faith. This is the faith of the Church. We are proud to profess it in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Dearly beloved, let us pray to God, the Almighty Father, for these, his adopted sons and daughters, already born again to eternal life and baptism, that he will graciously pour out the Holy Spirit upon them to confirm them with his abundant gifts, and through his anointing, conform them more fully to Christ, the Son of God. Almighty God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who brought these, your servants, to new birth by water and the Holy Spirit, freeing them from sin, send upon them, O Lord, the Holy Spirit, the paraclete, Give them the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and fortitude, the spirit of knowledge and piety. Fill them with the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. 